Welcome in to the Amon Green Show on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. 12-year NFL veteran. He's got some speed to go with strength. Huskers and Green Bay Packers Hall of Famer. Shovel pass to Green into Vikings territory. Finally brought down. And University of Nebraska eSports coach. Here is your host, Amon Green. Uh, what's up? What's up? What's up? How you doing? What's up, Austin, man? Hey, G. What's good with you? It's the draft night. I know. That's what's up. Draft day, draft night. I, I was just watching it before I left the house. I went home, grabbed me a little bite to eat. Got some uh, sweet potato crackers over here. Ooh. And got, I did a blueberry, raspberry, strawberry smoothie. You know, being yes, healthy, sir. being healthy, yes, and then sir. I turned so I turned on TV. You know, got there about five, and they was doing um, lead up, you know, NFL Network doing their thing, leading up to the draft, <laughs> and they had uh, CJ Stroud, him and his mom and his sister, and uh, then next was uh, it was was it a running back? No, it was uh, actually it was your guy we were just talking about. Not Levis. Yeah, it was Levis oh, and his boy. and his parents. Okay. It lives in Paris. Right before I walked out of the house, I was like, "Ah, oh, <laughs> it lives." Um, so yeah, so you know they were doing the lead in. So it was just, and we were just talking here with Jay a few minutes ago at the top of the hour um, on Jay Foreman's show, and uh, article they called "Old School." I like it. Old school, yeah, yes, sir. I like the name, of course. Yeah, he's definitely that. <laughs> <laughs> he is old school in terms of what comes out of his mouth. Oh my god. <laughs> DP was saying uh, between hours that the best Jay is the off-air Jay. He's good yeah. on there. He brings the goods, yeah. but but he knows his different. limits. Like not not his limits. He knows when he got he can't cross certain lines. <laughs> he knows where it's at. He on, knows on, <laughs> on air. He knows. Okay, I got to slow down. <laughs> I can't say that live on, on the show. Did um, you did you see the clip on Twitter earlier this week of, of Jay and the uh, the hot wings? No. Oh, I gotta go look for it. Okay. Uh, Nick Sainert's Twitter. Okay. I so I, I'm being now. told that I've got to do it. Uh, Strick's got to do oh, it. Oh, it's still like a challenge. Yeah, is it a hot wing? The thing? hot wing challenge. Oh, yeah, the I'm, hot in, I'm in. I'm in. You're in. You're, you're in. Do I'll it. do it. I'll, I'll yes. even, I've done this a lot. This I've always. I, I'm, I'm a competitor. You are. Mm-hmm. And I'm down for this. So Excellent. nothing really scares me unless I know it's like the worst one I did was the first one I did. Okay. Um, was when Hooters was a thing, mm-hmm. and I was down in uh in Miami visiting a friend of mine. He's, his name's Art Cuban, and great guy. Been knowing him for twenty plus years, and so. One of our first times hanging out, I went down there for a spring break. I never had spring break here because of spring football. Sure. So I'm in the league. I'm in Green Bay. I go down there and visit, and, and I'm like, man, let's go to – you know, we like decided on Hooters. And I don't know what we got. No, he got challenging me because we were always back and forth uh, sports arguments. Mm-hmm. And we, we should have had a podcast in because he's <laughs> from Florida. And he think that anything out of the state of Florida was the best. The athletes – the weather, the food, the women, the video, whatever. Mm-hmm. If it was made or born or created in Florida, is it was the bee's knees. I'm like, bro, you ain't been. And he had the time. He hadn't been nowhere else. I said, that's your problem. <laughs> that's why you're not cultured. Expand your you horizons. You my ain't man. been to the West Coast. You ain't been to the. You ain't been further like West South, like Texas and Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, New Orleans, you know, Louisiana. Um, you know, I haven't been up north, you know, he's like talking on his cash. And so we would go back and forth. So we got into one of those arguments and he's like, he looked at the menu at Hooters. He's like, 
I got I got something for you. I'm like, let's do the uh, eight mile challenge. It was the eight mile island oh, sauce. Okay. That you know you throw that it strikes on me as Detroit, not not Florida, but okay. Yeah, eight. It was called eight mile sauce okay. or something. And something with eight mile in it. Way before eight mile, the movie, and <laughs> we did the challenge. And yeah, that was the first time I don't think I fe- I felt I didn't feel my tongue and my lips until like three hours later. Three hours? That's how hot it was. Oh my but I made God. it through. I got ate it. I kept it in. I didn't throw it up. I didn't need a whole bunch of water or milk or nothing. Trooper. Nice. But, but I, you know, I beat, it was because of him. You know, I'm like, <laughs> I, I, I got to shift this dude up. You know, he's trash <laughs> time. Yeah, and I did. And so I like, so yeah, I'm down for this little wing challenge or whatever. So DP has a connection with the guy that does the hot ones. Mm. So I think. Oh, the, yeah. that's on YouTube. Yeah. I just watched one. Um. God, who was it? It was somebody that's probably. Oh, it was um, what's her name from Wednesday? The main actress that oh. plays Wednesday. Oh, uh, Jenna Ortega. Jenna Ortega. I saw her hot wing, and she was a G. She, she no sweating, and she was like, oh, "That was it." It was like a little that's cough. It. She did like a cough <laughs> through three. I think she ate three wings and a cough every time. Just one little cough. Oh, that kind of stung a little bit, but she was a G. So, all right. I have the video pulled up for Jay that I'll get, get to you and make sure you see that. Um, DP has said that the, the, the bowling girls came in, didn't flinch. Um, I think a couple of volleyball players came in, didn't flinch track came in, didn't flinch. All right. It was the football players. It was the basketball players, the baseball players, even Jay, like the Jay apparently like ran out of the studio shirt off and everything. Like, this man was done. <laughs> That's what I'm being told. I got, I've experienced uh, hot sauces, mixes or whatever, a habanero to the the ghost pepper, and it, I mean it gets hot. It gets a little. I mean, I, you know, like I said, you're gonna get a little numbness, like I did with that eight mile one. I mean, that one was serious. <laughs> I never forget that, but I made it through. And recently, I think I just done it. Like I go to uh, Miss a Vietnamese place back home or back where I lived in Green Bay, and. Uh, and it was called Nooks, and they had their scale of spice of spiciness from one to four. Okay. And I usually will get, I would roll three all day because three at least I could taste the other seasonings. Because <laughs> <laughs> a four is like it's inferno, your mouth is on fire, you can't really taste nothing but, but the fire, right? But the spiciness. <laughs> so I was like, let me keep it at three, so I at least t- could taste the if it's chicken, if it's uh the noodles or the you know veggies, whatever is in yeah. in with the rest of the dish. Enjoy the dish for the dish. Exactly. Yeah. So because I know, like I said, it will burn my taste buds to numbness. So I don't hate, I don't taste none of the goodness out of it. So you see me, I, I'm I'm pretty gringo, pretty pale. Yeah, that's about where my about where my tongue's at too. Uh, it's about my palate. Like I yeah. don't hate spice. I've just never really pushed myself in that direction. Yeah, like, it, it was good for me when I went up to spice level two uh, okay. at the the Chinese place. Got you. So I'm trying not to overthink it and dread it because like you said, you're a competitor. You just got to plow through it. Just get to it. Don't worry about it. It's all about the mental. And like you said, don't overthink it. That's what any, I don't care what you're doing, playing for sports, you know, trying to get ready for something that you want to, you know, win in whatever. Don't overthink it. I mean, you know, I have stuff. I mentioned this on the show earlier, this, uh, during the start of this, that I remember, um, if I did when my first game with, uh, Hmm. You know, with Nebraska as a freshman and playing against Oklahoma State in that Thursday night kickoff game. And the night before the game, I was a little anxious, a little nervous. And we had our last running back meeting and Kosola, you know, I go up to Kosola. She's like, you OK, man? I'm like, yeah, I said, I'm OK. I said, but I'm a little nervous. I say a little anxious. He said, what, what's on your mind? I'm like, well, I'm just just thinking about the place, 
you know, thinking about make sure, you know, when I get in there, what, you know, probably won't happen until fourth quarter or not at all because I was fourth, fifth string on the depth chart. So, but I'm saying, you know, I'm just always you know thinking like it could happen. You know, I could mm-hmm. be out there, so I got to be ready. He said, well, if you're nervous, don't worry about it. That's just part of getting prepared. And uh, that is your body telling you that you're ready. You are ready to play. And I'm like, oh, okay. I said, yeah, he's a lot older than me. And he's definitely, <laughs> sound, you know, sounding like Coach Osborne with the wisdom. So I was like, you know what, Coach, thanks. I appreciate that. And it was like a, it was more than a, it was like more of a, of a like a five minute conversation than, than just, a, just that one comment. I was talking about other things. And so when he said that, it just kind of calmed me down. Mm-hmm. And I went, you know, I went to over to our, we had team snack, got my, uh, usually between the chicken breasts and uh, some chips or some French fries and a salad, get out of there, go, go get in the bed, watch whatever's on the TV. Cause it was no streaming apps at that time. It was no DVD. Different day. <laughs> yeah. We I would go there and uh, Jay Sims was my roommate. Shout okay, out to yep. my man, Jay. And he would probably sit there and destroy me on uh, Madden. <laughs> I was like, and he's, it, the funny thing is, is like, we've probably seen this scene. So this is the scene. Every other, pretty much every game. He was, we were roommates on the road mm-hmm. and away. The scene is probably, it's been done in so many ways. You could go to Friends. You could go to Seinfeld. You could go to whatever, cartoon, TV, movie, comedy. Well, I'm, it's, I'm playing. I'm sitting with my controller. Jay's playing, sitting with his girl. And Jay is 100% trash talking me, going ham, like I'm like the guy. Mm-hmm. And I'm not the guy. Nobody was the guy against Jay. Jay was awesome. He was the guy. He was the guy. The dude. And then okay. he had a, he created this um this trash talking. Like it was amazing the <laughs> things that was that he would say and do. And because what well, you know, dealing with us, you know, it wasn't just me. It was guys like uh Clinton Childs, Damon Benny, um, Lawrence, and a few other guys, uh, Tony Veland, who didn't trash talk a whole lot, but guys, other guys he played with, they would trash talk each other at Madden or Double Dribble or NBA Live. And so he just got used to it. But I'm like, Jay, I'm not talking. What are you what are you getting this motivation to trash talk? And you're beating me by 35 points right now. It's only in the second quarter. You got this. Yeah. I'm, I'm just breaks, my yeah, I'm good. Like I'm just learning, trying to figure out how you're figuring out everything. That's all I'm he's like, no, no, you and now good. look how these tables turn. Exactly. Look what you're doing now. I finally and I finally beat did, did he inspire you? Did oh, thinking yeah, value not inspire you to be in the, where in, you're the, at? in in the video game space of my life? Yes. I always thought to the day I for the final day, I finally beat him, <laughs> which was like within the last 10 years. I was like, I can't wait till that day I could beat this dude. <laughs> Even though like like the trash talking didn't bother me. It was just the losing. It was like right, yeah. it was like, man, it was no, it's like you couldn't stop his offense. You can't <laughs> you can't stop his defense. He'll stop you. And he's not, and it's never gonna be a punt other than kickoffs. And did it matter what team he played with? No, it didn't really? matter. No team he was gonna destroy you. If it was a Madden thing, like if he was around today, like I told him, I said, dude, you play any leagues right now? You could be making a really good coin because mm-hmm. of he just knew all the little adjustments. He knew how he would switch players. He would put like linebackers at running back or pullback. He would do, he was doing that. Like before <laughs> I seen like Skimbo, all the Madden pros problem, Eric problem, right? Hope Jay isn't listening. Cause he'll want to go back and play running back after you just said that. But Hey, <laughs> hey, hey motivation, but no, he was, he was really good at it, but yeah, it was just, it was just interesting. You know how we would go at it. <laughs> 
It was just, oh, it, was, it had me dying laughing. I'm like, this is hilarious. I'm not even mad. It's, I'm impressive. He's, he's finding out a way to still get motivated to trash talk a person who's saying nothing. Not a thing. And he's winning by, he's beat me by like 80 points one time. And I'm like, okay, thanks. Madden then yeah. to Madden today. What's the biggest change? Is it like in the gameplay? Is it just the graphics? How, 100%. What's that? What's that? It's difference? the graphics. Obviously, ga- graphics and some of the gameplay. So gameplay now. On Madden, I played. Uh, you could do all the adjustments that you know in real life. Okay. You know, audible the the routes mm-hmm. to whatever receiver X Y Z receiver from a deep route to a slant, or they call it a zig route where you can, you start one direction and you come back the other way. Um, run the whole play. You could just flip the formation to a run from a play action, whatever. Um, same thing on defense. You could put you could be in the blitz format or blitz uh, call and then break it and change it to a cover two zone or a cover three zone or a cover six, whatever. So it's like all that. And then you could do lineman adjustments, defensive line adjustments, linebacker. So yeah, it is in depth, but at first, when it first, but the, you know, if you were there with the transitioning, then it wasn't much of a shock to your system. Cause it was, it was slowly gradually and they were putting different stuff in the game year over year. Mm-hmm. But if you like try to jump in it right now, now it's going to take you probably a good, if you play probably a whole two whole week, then you will get it by the end of the week. Hmm. Some of the assignment adjustment, then as you continue to play, you'll start picking up the mental endurance to remember to do this before snap, you know, do that before kickoff, do this before a run play or a pass play, stuff like that. So, yeah, it's interesting. I haven't played Madden in probably, I'm trying to think, four years, five years maybe. I'd be lost. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. like, I know, I know ABXY, I know to, you know, take a snap and all that, but. Not, I'm not getting the fine adjustments down. I'm, I'm not yeah. tracking anyone down as a defender. Right. That's not happening. Yeah. It's not. The adjustments were there. So four years ago, you would have been okay. okay. It was there. It's just if you knew they were what buttons they were to activate. Um, but obviously the rosters change, you know, different teams, different players get traded. So that's the biggest, I say, change up update. You know, outside of that, I think you, yeah, you'll probably take a couple of days. If you played it like hardcore, like three, four games a day for about two days, three days straight, you'll you'll have it back. The the guy I lived with in college, not not Jay Sims, but big Madden guy as well, Amon. But this went a little too far. Again, dude was in my wedding, loving the pieces. Great oh, yeah. guy. He played. I'm trying to think. I think it ended up being seven seasons of Madden in the first two weeks of school. Well, like franchise mode. Yeah. Oh wow. Seven seasons of franchise mode in the first two weeks <laughs> of school, and That's needless to say, school didn't pick up again in January for him. <laughs> that's where it got to got you got you and so i hope there was some super bowls won in that franchise i think he said he got four or five five okay, or six good so. there you go at least two <laughs> if you put that much time in in franchise mode i mean i know people that done franchise mode and and they're 20 years deep and Ooh. they have like 10 super bowls or 20 super bowls because they won wow. every year they learn how to draft and within a game and all that. I said, hey, but and I get invited. Like I played in two, okay. and I was doing it because it's because because it wasn't actually franchise mode. It was just regular teams. Okay. Because I tell people, look, I lived it. Me and Jay <laughs> lived it. I don't want to play for. I did negotiations. I did holdouts, drafting, being drafted or drafting players. I said that would probably like now as a coach. I may want to do that side of it as, you know, cause I know how to evaluate players, mm-hmm. but it's the game. So you don't really see, you know, 
like actual gameplay. You just see stats and they have a rating. Um, And then you don't know that rating. They kind of hide it. You got to gain so many points to see like stuff that where that player is a fit to your roster. If you are you run, you know, if you're a passing offense or you like you a West Coast offense and you a three, four defense and you're looking at a three, four linebacker, it doesn't tell you unless you have enough points to hit all the tabs to unlock them. Then it'll tell you, OK, he's he'll fit your defense. He's a three board linebacker that has all the attributes you want at uh, your position, your line, your outside linebacker in a three, four defense. So you got to make sure you get, get them right up those points real fast. OK, I'm trying to find. Let's see. Okay, I think I found the the last Madden rating for you. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, power. What do you think they gave you? Uh, I know, probably over a ninety. Ninety-two. Okay. Yep. Uh, elusiveness. Uh, again, it, that one's borderline. But I always say to them because when I talk to them, I give them a hard time. I'm like, look, anything doing with running people over, outrunning people, and juking people should be over a ninety across the board. So they that, give you a 90 okay. on elusiveness. Okay. Uh, receiving. This one, too. We have problems here. Okay. It's probably an 80-something, but it should be a 90. You're taking those option pitches. You know how to catch a football. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I know how to catch. Okay. Catching an option pass to catching an actual ball that's thrown the proper way <laughs> is two different things. I'd rather it be thrown my way than an option pitch, but obviously it was something I had to do as part of my job. And, and it was lateral, too. It wasn't just like. Oh, here's the bar like here. It's like coming from the left with the right side. So Oh, and you're running away from it, by the way. And by the way, yeah. And then I might have a <laughs> linebacker or a DB take my legs out if I don't get around and get my head around and tuck the ball high and tight and jump or whatever I might have to do. A lot of scouts didn't think about that, you know. They miss the obvious. Yeah, they miss. I'm like, okay, yeah, I do run a 4-1. But do you realize that is like hand-eye coordination? We now all of a sudden they're looking at baseball players who play quarterback, which is Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen, a lot of guys have been drafted. Like it was the same back in. I played baseball, but I also, you know, was a running back that caught option pitches since high school. <sighs> anyway, but we know the story. They give you an 82. Mm. Definitely low. Yeah. Okay. The last grade then pass pro. So picking up the blitz. Yeah. Oh, that, that should have been like a 95 and up. They're hating. I know. They're hating again. What is 82? it? 82. That's terrible. I was that's just, that's just I was false. the last lot in defense for Brett and Aaron. Mostly Brett years, obviously, but a few mm-hmm. years with Aaron. And I was a th- guy in the backfield that my linemen, when they knew I was back there, they were super happy. Not that I was running the ball, that <laughs> I knew all the audibles and I, I know all the blitz pickup um, situations and all that. So... That's so I know that's why I said 90, I said 90 on up. Just put a 90 on up and cover that. And they just, you know, AEA always have these issues with current and former players. So 94 overall, though. I'm okay with that, you know, because, you know, it's a throwback. But they, but sometimes like they do like year over year cards, mm-hmm. you know, so particular year, obviously the 03 season was my biggest year in the NFL. And so that one has been either a 95 or a 99. They do 90. Sometimes they do like a special thing where everybody becomes a 99. It's like, just do that. <laughs> That'll make me a little bit happier. Right. <laughs> so I want to contact you. I say, hey, man, we got to have a conversation. Hey, I'll come, to, I'll come down to Orlando. Come to the Tiburon office, man. I know where y'all located. <laughs> I've been there before. We're going to have this conversation over and over again. And then I'm better at Madden. I could beat y'all up in Madden. <laughs> <laughs> y'all just throwing numbers that you don't yeah. even know on me. Oh, man, it's a guy. And uh, I can't think of his name right now. Next time I'm in, I will look it up. Former player. Okay. Played for the Commanders. Around my time, too. 
and he did a video or he wrote a, a letter to EA. Oh, I think I know the one you're talking Complain, about. Complaining yeah. about his rating because he was a long snapper <laughs> and he got rated all these terrible. <laughs> even for long snapping, he wasn't even above a, a, a 80. He was like a 70 something. Oh, I think his overall rating was like 64. That was his overall. That's worse than rookies. And he wrote this letter. The letter is amazing. We gonna have to like if we could find that letter one that uh, one of these next shows. <laughs> you talking about what coming into my world when this to read that video or read that letter. Oh my god, it was amazing. It was beautiful. Was it uh, Ethan Albright? Yes. Is that the name? That's him. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Long snapper played for the Commanders before they were the Commanders. Uh, and man, he goes in on the Madden. E, the EA crew that does the player ratings. Oh my goodness. That is, if you could change that into a stand up as comedy gold. <laughs> oh my God. Like a stand up for Netflix or Prime Video or um, Hulu. Oh, I don't, I don't know if you could put it into an hour. It'd probably only be 30 minutes, but still, it's the it's going to be the hottest 30 minutes. I read that for the first time. Uh, my, I have a good friend um, by the name of Hank Basket. He's also a gamer, former pro. And he's in the space like I am. And he's, he's I, when it, I, I stayed the house, I, I spend the night, I spend a weekend with him and his kids. I came out there for, I went out to LA for E3. He lives mm-hmm. in e, LA. And when I, he saw me playing Madden, he was like, he was kind of like, you was like, nah, I ain't playing that. He said, you, he's like, well, I saw the clicking. I said, that's all the adjustments. It's just like what we used to do, but in, in the video game sets. And he's like, mm-hmm. nah, I'm good. You can have that. <laughs> and so then like when I flew home, and then he he texts me, hey, you got to read this, bro. He's like, bro, you got to read this. He sent me that Evan Albright. Oh, my God. I lost it. I was on the airplane dying when we just landed. And it was like, this is classic hilarity right here because players take that so serious. And like on my on my other show, Armand Green's Gamers Lounge, I've talked about that every other pretty much every year when the new man comes out uh-huh. and i either f- i find video because they put the video out where they're interviewing the players yeah live or not live but it's it's on youtube and mm-hmm. i find it and i put it on my show and it's comedy go because the like current players are, are just like us they like oh you got me at a 60 really a 64 they're like bro i was a first round draft pick <laughs> you know they, they, it's just disrespectful right i'm like it, it, it is so hilarious and there's no like no you know this is it's not i mean it is you but it's not you know it's in the game so i don't know how you cannot not bring it up to them but it's uh it's just pure comedy how do you have any insight as to how they go about ranking like do they just so yeah, I feel like they're just throwing darts is what it really they probably like. were before this. So okay. before that, I believe they were throwing darts Okay, <laughs> are going with the the most person. I said the person with the most football IQ in the room, in the building in Timurai, um, down in Orlando. And, but now they put it on Chad Johnson. Ocho Cinco. Ocho Cinco. Really? So he does, huh. he's, he is the Madden player ratings, like, Agent, manager, it's a name. He has a name. Like an official title. It's an official yeah. title. I just okay. can't think of it right now. But it's something that's called Madden Player Rating Adjuster or something like that. So they kind of alleviated the problem by hiring him to do that to every game. So what he does is hmm. once this game drops, when it launches, you know, which is like August sometime, he'll watch all the NFL games. He'll go to certain ones in person. The rest he'll obviously watch on TV. And if they if a player that's on any roster that has that's on the field, he watches the game. And if they have a good game, you know, just like for example, it's Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. He's in Miami. 
he has a hell of a game. And Tyreek Hill's already going to be over a 90 in most of his categories. But if he, like, has another 300-yard yard game, three touchdowns or something, that 90, like, if he's already, let's just say he's a 93. Mm-hmm. And he's probably not. He's probably higher than that. Um, so he's probably just say 95. But he'll probably get rated up. He'll move up a couple to a 97. And so for other players that are lower, like rookies that come out and become like rookies of the year at their position or, mm-hmm. or clear cut starter that wasn't starting before, then yeah, they they have they kind of put it on Chad Johnson. And so now as a player, you might like I would like you got to check Chad Johnson. I would check him if I was currently. I'm like, hey, bro, we got problems. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, I got respect for you. You got you had a good game, mm-hmm. but. We need to have this conversation. What are you looking at, bro? You see, I've done this. Da, 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 da. I'm a rookie. I'm this. I'm doing all that. So I would bring that in. It'd be an interesting conversation because Chad Johnson's mm-hmm. Chad Johnson. He he likes to hear himself talk. <laughs> and I love him to death. He's a cool dude. He plays FIFA and man. He used to do he used to do a thing where he would pull up. He called it was a show called. I think he did it on a Twitter where he'll do a Twitter short video. Twitter short videos before YouTube became a short video thing, where he will basically pull up to your house and he would challenge mm-hmm. you in FIFA. Really? Yeah. Cause huh. he got so good at FIFA where he knew he figured he could go pro in FIFA. I think he did. He played against some pros or played in some pro tournaments. I don't know if he won them. I just know he played in it some, but he would come to people's houses all over Florida. And maybe, I don't know about the United States, but definitely Florida. Cause that's where he lives and uh, pull up and beat you in your, beat you in your house in FIFA and trash talk you like Jason. So. So let's say Amon Green tomorrow takes over the Madden franchise. How are you getting ratings done? What's your system to get the most accurate ratings for players? Um, obviously, I, I mean, one just watch watch game film, you know, and then obviously look at their past stats. Is it is it you? Is it a team of people? Oh, it's one a team. Person? It's okay, a team because yeah. I can't do that. I mean, I'm I only have two eyes. <laughs> and you got more stuff to do. <laughs> exactly. And exactly, I got more stuff to do. But so I would sit down. When I have, you know, my team of probably, I say at least, it's just like a football team, 11 players. So I'm one of 11 mm-hmm. scouts looking at the same film. Maybe we have two, three guys or people watch the same game over, you know, like twice or something and okay. just have them look at different things so they could catch every angle, every different positions and rate them and go from there. I think a team of 11 or, or more would be would suffice, suffice to make sure you've seen every angle, every play, the effort the speed, the agility, all the stuff that we get rated in. And so, mm-hmm. and go down that line and, and be real. Are you going position by position? You go in team by team. Um, Shoot. Yeah. Either, man, either way you got to do, you got to do everybody. That's the one thing. I mean, even the guys. And college tape for rookies. Exactly. You got to go through everybody. And so I say basically individual, what you said to a player by player. Yeah. We got to do player by player. I mean, either, either that, either way you're going through all of them. If you go team by team or player by player, I'm at position by position. Like yeah, or, watching yeah. Running backs one day. or Yeah. Two, yeah. I'll say we could break it down that to make it kind of more, I say better, it will, but either way it gives you a chance to look, look over everybody. So hundred percent. There you go. So for the audience that might not know, you mentioned E3. Yeah. Explain E3 to people okay. who might not know. Okay. So E3 is, um, <sighs> electronic it was oh, entertainment electronic expo Aha. i was getting the three the three e's <laughs> entertainment electronic expo that's the e3 and uh it started it's probably been around probably since the late 90s if not longer maybe 2000s so it might be 20 25 years old so it's been around a minute and all the developers there so the developers are um, for definition is microsoft sony 
Activision Blizzard, Epic, EA, mm-hmm. um, Electronic Arts, because they don't just make sports games. They make us shooters. They make RPGs. Um, you know, one, I say one of their shooters they make is uh, uh, Apex Legends. So, so that's developers. And then you have um, endemic companies like Logitech. They make keyboards, mouses, and headsets. Astro Gaming headsets, uh, Lucid Sound, um, say Samsung, uh, LG. You know, that's the techie side. It's kind of like if you've ever been to a Best Buy, that's what you're going to see at E3. You're going to see all, <laughs> you're going to see, but you're going to see bigger booths, you know, and these booths are uh, the area where they stage up their whatever game or product they're announcing for the mm-hmm. year. Oh, it's right. Like, Cause that's their kind of their, Hey, this is what we've got coming yeah, up. There's, it's like yeah. a consumer thing too. Okay. So it's a little B and B there, business and business, mm-hmm. business to business. But then they have, they, the first two days is all business. So it's like corporate people walking the floor, going to these different companies just to see how they can either sponsor or partner with other companies within their, their field. You know, obviously like, for example, Logitech saying that going to EA saying, Hey, we'll make, a custom keyboard that says EA Sports on it when Madden comes out this year and we'll make it look like the, the football field or have mm. the graphics, whatever graphics you want on the keyboard and the mouse. So then, or a controller. So they'll partner like that. And nice. so that's the first couple of days, all the B&B, all the business folks there. But then the third, fifth and sixth day is then they let us, the, the fan boys and girls <laughs> that love video games on every level from casual to old school retro to new stuff and and what's coming out you know between june because it's june every june unfortunately it's canceled this year what but yes they just canceled it about two weeks ago three weeks ago because it's still that i say that event of any con gaming con got more affected by covid than any and even then before that like 2017 e3 so i i pledged to myself that I was going to E3 for the rest of my life. <laughs> that in Comic-Con, San Diego. San Diego okay. Comic-Con. So I was on there until where will pandemic happened. So gotcha. it, it, it messed up my record. So in 2017. Well, mess up everyone's record, right? Correct, yeah. correct. So 2017 E3, I'm in um, Astro Gaming Headsets. They're kind of like their lounge. Okay. I'm sitting there talking to some of their higher-ups that run the business for them. And they were talking about, you know, how the price of the booth you know where they have their display prices were going up you know and these are the big companies complaining and talking mm-hmm. like we're you know we almost didn't come because so-and-so was like this much per square foot blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you know and i'm like oh okay i get it I, yeah i get it and i was like so that was kind of like a preview that eventually it probably slow down anyway you know because i remember mm-hmm. that year ea was it yeah ea actually did it where they had their event in Los Angeles, but not with E3. Like they did it like a oh. like two miles away in Hollywood. Huh. Okay. So if you wanted to go see anything that was EA, you had to go like towards Hollywood. And so I went there first. And one day, one, like one day, it was three, like the three of the four days I was there. So one day I went there and they had it like, they just rented out a parking lot and it was everything EA from the Madden to the to, to, or, uh, NBA Live some of the star wars games that was just because uh the fallen order, fall order yeah. was was just launching then and so fallen order was all i was like of course i was like oh my god i gotta get it <laughs> so i ended up playing the demo and they had like the new fifa coming out that year so they just took over a whole area so that was kind of the first signs of companies kind of you know bucking you know paying those high uh booth fees 
Mm-hmm. And then uh, the other company, same, same, same one, actually same year, Microsoft, they just said, you know what? We're going to be in the city as E3, but we're just going to buy the theater next to you, the building next to you. We just buy this building <laughs> and we're going to call, call that the Microsoft. Um, it was some, some Microsoft mm-hmm. It was like the Microsoft room. But okay. it was literally another convention center directly next to E3 across the street. Where <laughs> I'm Phil, sure that made him happy. <laughs> yeah, with Phil Knight, the executive CEO for uh, for Microsoft, basically come out and they make their announcement of all their games. And I remember the one big one they made right before COVID was 2019 is when Keanu Reeves came out for Cyberpunk 2077. Mm-hmm. And of course, I'm a big fan. I think, you know, I've been watching him. I didn't watch all the Bill and Ted's, but I've been watching them since the first one. I didn't see the last one. I got to watch it just to to say I watched it so mm-hmm. I can have that under my belt. So I'm not in a geek conversation <laughs> and I don't know what everybody's talking about. Um, but you know, matrix and all that. So he did that big announcement, you know? And so after that, and then obviously pandemic happens, but you saw what you saw, you know, with that meeting that I had or sit down with the Astro gaming headsets company guys, I was like, the writing was on the wall that E3 eventually was going to start losing companies. Cause they're like, look, man, we, you keep up in these prices, man. Our, our overhead is this already. So, so it was interesting to see that. I'm an asteroid guy. I got an A10, set of A10s that I've mm-hmm. worn for, gosh, I don't even know, probably about seven, eight years now. Right. They're perfect. They're great. Yeah, I, I love they are, they're a good pair. They, they do a good, they have quality, you know, and then they do mm-hmm. one like the, the face plate or the little plates on the side. You yeah. Exchange them out them. for your favorite color or team. Like they have the esports teams out there in Call of Duty League. Um, oh, I'm not sure if it was Overwatch 2 you could get, but I know Call of Duty for sure. They sponsor Call mm-hmm. of Duty League. Yeah. Um, and maybe NBA 2K League, maybe I'm not sure, but yeah, they do the they flip off the plates on that, and you could just get them in all different colors: white, black, blue, green. I'm like, that's tough enough to pass up. That's it. Yeah, yeah. As favorite, a gamer, favorite moment at E3, favorite game you got to demo out of E3. Because oh, I know there's, I'm sure there's been a lot. I had a few. Oh, the best one. The oh, this is classic. I love funny stuff. Like I mean, yeah. we all it's it's a it, just like eating right, you got to laugh in life. That is one tip for you. I'll give to everybody listening in. Laugh. Laugh as much as you possibly can. That is a great remedy to having a bad day, a bad moment, bad, whatever's going on in your life. Can find something to get you to laugh. Awesomeness. So I'm at E3. 20, it might have been the same year as the whole Microsoft EA thing. So like 2017, 2018. Mm-hmm. And I meet a group of soldiers. So a friend of mine, Greg Zion. He is a, a nonprofit organizer. Okay. He has a nonprofit called Pros versus Joes. And he, and I met him at, uh, where did I meet him? Oh, I met him at Microsoft. Hit, it was a hidden studio at that time, but it's known now. <laughs> but it was like, <laughs> it was a secret studio that everybody knew about. That, right. that worst produced, kept secret. Right. It was thing. the worst kept secret of, of Microsoft and the video game industry where they play tournaments, you know, Gears of War, mm-hmm. Halo, all their games. And so I met Greg there. And He's like, hey, G, I'm going to be in, uh, I'm going to have a, vo- a booth at E3. And so, um, oh, shoot, I lost my train of thought. Well, where was I going with this? Uh, funny thing. Oh, funny thing. Yeah. That's right. So he's like, yes, I'm going to have a booth. And I got some soldiers that's going to be with me. Um, uh, Air Force. I'm like, cool, I'll be there. So we get there. I get there. He gets there. You know, he's already set up. And he got this area that, you know. He's a nonprofit. He gets it for free. It's like 75, almost 10,000 square feet. I think it's about more. Okay. Free. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what would, you know, like, thank God you're a nonprofit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and then 
he's like, yeah, I know. And so he walks, I walk into his area. It's all decked out military, military style. And then the group comes up. Um, and this one guy, I still, cause I'm still friends with him today and, um, Dustin. So Dustin, he is a, at the time he's retired now. Um, but at the time he was a jet engine mechanic. So very, very smart, mm -hmm. but has a hell of a sense of humor. Awesome. Great dude. Family's great. They're back home. They're back in uh, Cincinnati now. So right at the time he was stationed in, in Vegas in the base there, but he obviously Vegas, LA three hours apart. So he, him and his wife drive over. He's with the group of guys, other other uh, um, Air Force guys. And so we go demo Resident Evil Biohazard. Okay. Mm -hmm. I think it was like seven, Resident Evil 7 Biohazard VR. Oh, boy. Yes. Okay. So it got real fun and interesting <laughs> and cool all at the same time. Scary. Real, you know, creepy. It's a, it's a horror You're game. You're in a horror game. Yeah, yeah, it's Resident Evil. You know, one of the very popular horror games, well-known horror games from the movies with Meli Jovovich. Done a great job with her her role there. So we get in the booth and we're getting special treatment because he's military. And I'm just being quiet. I'm not, you know, so they don't recognize, you know, I'm the type of guy, if you know me, if you don't recognize me, I'm not going to sit there and say, oh, you who, you know, you should know who I, no, I'm not that dude. So I'm sitting there taking it all in because they're like, oh, man, you know, thank you. Know, thank you for your service. Da, 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 da. He's like, Priest, thank you. Blah, blah, blah. He said, give me the day I got those. Let's go. <laughs> I'm like, I was like, I like this, too. Okay. okay, Dustin is on fire. So we get to the goggles. We put them on. And so he goes first. I'm like, no, you can go first. I want to watch it to see what what's going on. I want to see the game, too. But I'm going to play it in a second. No problem. Mm -hmm. I'm patient. <laughs> put the goggles on them and the controller or the little wands and everything. And he's like walking and talking, you know, through his, the first entry port of the game where you're, like, you're going into the the part of the uh, the property that where all the these, you know, mysterious deaths or a ghost is being seen, stuff like that in the game. And so it's two characters, one character or actually it's two characters. Yes, two characters, two of them. One is a uh, but both cops, you know, and then it's the guide and the person that like owns the property walking up through the gate and then into the house. And while they're walking up to the house, Dustin is like, it has nothing. It does. And he like, he, he, in his head, VR meant that they hear the game hears him oh. and they listen to every beck and call. So to him, he thought it was like full thing. Like when I say, I don't want to go in that room that we're going to turn around and go out the other. No, I'm like, so I'm sitting there. He's like, Hey bro, you know, they're talking to you know, they're doing their dialogue that the, video game's been programmed to do mm -hmm. and he's going the program you know the game is saying hey we gotta go in this house we gotta investigate it's been uh, some sightings of this monster or this you know something got something killed the cat or whatever and he's like no nah, man that ain't for me i like my job i know i'm a cop i'm supposed to protect this sir but i want to get can i leave i'm like <laughs> me and the guy it's a guy in there wait help you know helping us out with the goggles and the guy looking at me like is he serious i'm like i just met him and yes i think he's serious this is I'm like, I'm in tears. I'm like, oh my this God. Talking and I'm like, Dustin. I said, Dustin, it's the video game. It's programmed. They coded it, obviously, to do this scene. But you can't tell the guy, the guy, the tour guide, to take you away from the house. That's not happening. We're not there yet. It's not a create your own adventure. Um, whoever was it? Uh, Ubisoft. Or, was it Ubisoft? No, not Ubisoft. But whoever created that game. They're not on that level yet. We, that's like, will we want them to be one day? Yes. But uh, Capcom, Capcom. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Capcom. That's mm -hmm. who it is. 
Capcom, <laughs> they are not on that level. Oh, trust me, if they were, we would know. But they're not. That game ain't that serious where you could just say something. I think there's a few games out now that kind of getting close to that. That ain't the game. Bro. All right, man. We were. I was like for ten minutes losing it. I was like, oh my god, this is so awesome. This is actually this is gold. And ever since then, we always talk about that when I call them up, check on them. Hey, man, how you doing? Hey, remember that E3? Remember Resident Bio, Resident Evil Biohazard? I'm like, man, oh my goodness. I wish I could just rewind that over and over again. If I need a time to laugh, I will think about you in that demo when you lost your mind, but because you thought you were really. You said when you heard VR, it just took you there. Like, yeah, it's VR, but you're not like in the game. <laughs> you're a part of it. You're kind of interacting, but it's not it. You know, you kind of you could touch, but you can't like grab and pull and say, hey, man, <laughs> get on my back. We getting out of it. You can't. It, that can't happen. That's incredible. Hilarious. The, the closest thing I've had into a VR incident was my buddy busted two separate uh, like ceiling lights. Because he's like attacking something yeah. or just climbing or whatever, shooting. Yeah. Yeah. Punching yeah. up. Yes. Not talking to that him. always. I see that on TikTok all the time. People get too much into it and they let the wand go into the TV or to the ground and the mm-hmm. wand just, just shatters because it's just it's just plastic. You can't. They're not built to be thrown into the ground <laughs> or into a TV. It's like, oh, man, come on. You get, you get too excited. <laughs> Is VR still the future? I know that was like all the rage there for a when couple it came years. out. Yeah. yeah. Is, uh, are they still building to something with it? They, they're trying to like. I know Oculus does it, which I think is uh, obviously it's either it's either HP. It's a computer company, I know. Um, and then obviously PlayStation Five just dropped their second one. Mm-hmm. And I know from obviously entertainment, family, date night type stuff, they want to continue to promote it. I know the esports side of it; it's been talked about because obviously to have you know I've been to cons where they'll have a whole area clear out and have everything marked off like motion capture. Have you mm-hmm. ever seen that? Yeah. Have little balls on the walls and maybe and put on yourself when you're going to get in the game. So they do that for little, little laser tag type comp- competitions. I've seen that, but I haven't seen, I, I know there are some leagues that are VR around the country and around the world. I just, um, obviously with it not being at the college level, don't really see it where it's a competition competition for us. Yeah. Um, but I know it is out there and I know it's for sure out at, esports facilities where you could go and play you know pay your money play for five three four hours or whatever it is there Mm -hmm. and it's definitely something to get into um in terms if you want to have some fun you can experience things from shooters to um you know racing cars or being on the one i did was i was a bird and you're flying around like a bird like an eagle it was called eagle run and you know you were you were were a bird you're flying you know how they go high in the sky to do a a death bomb drop stuff like that so i thought it was pretty cool but in terms of actual like like competition i think it's like in some areas they're doing it you know parts of the world i could look it up i don't know right now but i say if they will have to really obviously product test it Mm -hmm. against uh competitors you know if they have it to make sure it hits because you know gamers, man. You don't put a good game out, you gonna hear about it. They're they're gone. You <laughs> they, lost your shot. Yeah, you gotta because you gotta impress them. You gotta mm-hmm. impress us. That's who mm-hmm. we are. We're gamers, and we're gonna be very opinionated if a game, and especially supposed to be an esports title, is not hitting right. You you as the developer, you will know. So and again, a lot of it's first impression. Yes, right? I I know that there are gonna be bugs when it first comes out, little mm-hmm. glitches that we'll have to clean yep. up. 
But if the core gameplay isn't good, if it's boring, if it doesn't really end, like you mentioned Cyberpunk 2077, Oof. the way that game launched, oh my God. that was DOA. I will, and that's I, so sad. I wanted that to work so bad. But as soon as I started, I got it during, you know, during the first launch. Mm -hmm. I, I was one of the guys, that, one of the people that pre-ordered it and was, I'm always positive. I'm like, look, I know this came out during COVID. I'm going to just hopefully they were able to finish this product and to see where it goes and i played it and like after a while my, my missions were coming to basically a dead end so like say like one hand mission after every mission you were getting rewarded money to mm -hmm. because you you had to go do a job go do the job get paid but you go pack you know you go you go do your job somewhere in the west side of town and you come back to this other part of town to go meet the person that's supposed to pay you and there was never that person one time I, I followed the little they call it a um uh the waypoint or set yeah waypoint you set so i went to do the, the job came back found the waypoint it was just the middle of the street <laughs> and i even went and i was like because it was like you know it's a it's a very in-depth graphic game so when and so i knew that they had structure you know buildings and they had sewers so i'm like okay mm -hmm. let me maybe go down to the sewer Maybe the guy with the money standing in the middle of the sewer. And of course I go down there, no money, just the just the way marker. I'm like, okay, yeah, this <laughs> game is not complete. I'm not and I like to finish stuff. So it's like that game is obviously sitting in my house, not completed because of that. And I was like, I can't do it because every every other some of the some of the missions connects to the storyline that helps you because it's right. an RPG. Mm -hmm. So some things you gotta do to complete the game. And that was one of the things I had to do, but it would never give me my money to say I completed the mission. So, so yeah. Hey. <laughs> Next. Yeah. So we just talked about the future of VR. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Where do mobile sports or mobile games fall? Is that something on your radar here at Nebraska? Is that a different realm? Where do like mobile games? No, no, it's on the radar. It um, is, it's yeah. Clash Royale. It's PUBG. It's PUBG. Okay. Um, and it's mobile Fortnite as well. Ooh, um okay. high school level in most in some states not here in nebraska yet mm -hmm. uh california i believe has it texas has it um pubg here but like mobile games is not here in nebraska yet but i'll say i'll say yet um but uh i say for college yes um they had, like okay. i said class royale we just i just got to find the players you know pubg got to find the shooter players that want to sit there in mobile and do it um at the school i was at lakeland I was recruiting, look like I was really looking for really anybody and everybody in terms of the games, and because mm -hmm. I love, because I just want to make sure that every kid that plays something has opportunity to get an education off of it, right? You know, because I was that's what I was able to do playing football. You know, through my talent, you basically get earn a scholarship, and so mm -hmm. same thing with these kids that are talented at these games, and some of them being Clash Royale, PUBG, Fortnite, that are mobile games, also on the college level and the pro level. Then they could get opportunity to do that, you know, in that game. And Clash Royale, I played that, um, and it's fun. You know, you kind of rank up, you know, by defending your little area. It's almost like a like a chess. You you get your pieces. You got the money to buy certain soldiers. You put them out, and then you let them fight. And then whatever, obviously, when the fight's over, who you have, uh, uh, who survived, then comes back to your your inventory. Then you end up you have to whatever. If you win, you get more points. You got means you could buy bigger soldiers, more cannons, and all the little things you got put on the map. You know, a little um, what do they call it? Uh, I think it's like turn-based um, fighting game mm, or something yeah. like that. Or RTS, I know, real-time strategy games. You got that where it's like more chess than playing like a fast-paced shooter or a fast, you know, sports game or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you do in a mobile game? 
Do you have um, any any go tos? I say Clash Royale. I do that, and then it was um. What What's your deck? Oh what man, I forgot. I haven't played in a while because ah, I've been okay. so PC and console heavy. Makes but sense. um, I had I remember then when Clash Royale came out, Gears of War came out with the same version mm-hmm. of it, but just with Gears of War characters. So I went directly to that too, and I got I got I played that so much I got to top three hundred players Ooh. in the game. <laughs> yeah, and nice. then they shut the server off. What? No. I, I went back into they the shut game. It off on you? Yeah, I, I went back in the server or into the game like a month ago, two months ago. It's like, oh, let me get in some gears. And I know I'm not ranked high no more because I haven't played it in a few time, a few years. But I went in there and it's like, and it kept like trying to load. Then it said, then eventually it's on the third time I attempted, it said, oh, servers done. I'm like, oh, I'm like, this game just came out like five years ago. Like, oh. I'm like, no. But um, but no, that um. One of my faculty members, Alan Eno. Alan's he, good people. Yep, he's real good. He sent me. I saw. So we went on a trip to. Uh, uh, we went to the College Esports Expo in Boston right. about, about a month ago, and then we were there for a day. And then the, it was supposed to be a two day event, but it got canceled. The second day got canceled. Mm-hmm. So no problem. We got E three. Um, we got Pax West or Pax East right down the street. You do. So yeah. we was able to do that. And so Alan sent me this game. I saw him. We were sitting in the lobby of the hotel he was waiting for me as i came down and i'm watching him play this game i came up from behind him and i was like standing behind him and he kind of turned looked at me he's like oh okay he said you ready yep he said hold on give me a second he's sitting there playing this app game called it's called lemonies l-e-m-m-i-n-g-s lemons lemmings yeah lemmings lemmings and it's basically you got these lemmings are little characters and you basically guide them to the exit so they come out the end, you know, there's a door that opens and they start falling out. And hopefully the map is basically like a like a puzzle game. And so the puzzle is basically you create a path for them without them dying. Oh, and so because okay. they have trap booby traps, they have a buzzsaw, they'll have fire, like they have bubbles that lift them up and then drop them. It, the bubble pops. And then if they're high enough, they'll splat on <laughs> <laughs> They're turning a little. It's just a little, a little puddle of blood and everything. I'm like, this is a app game. This is, <laughs> it's fun because you're like, okay, you know, you just figure out. You look at the map and it kind of pauses before it starts, before the lemonies start coming out, and so you can see how, okay, where I gotta put. So you gotta guide them with uh, either creating a staircase mm-hmm. or stopping them. Like you know, you make one of the lemonies like stop, don't go this way. Um, and or you keep them away from the bubbles, the bubbles, and then you have a parachute just in case they do go up the bubbles. You could put a parachute there and they catch it on the way down so they don't die. Okay. You know, now parachute, uh, uh, umbrella. That's oh, what it is. Nice. Umbrella. Mary Poppins so, style. Yeah. So I was like, and so ever since then, I've, I've been playing that thing. Now it's one old mobile game I've been back on. Is that I'm like, I'm gonna definitely def because Clash Royale is one of my favorite, one of my classic favorites because it was just one of those things that you could, if anything. It was time because, like, if I had to wait on something, like at an airport, mm-hmm. there you go. Time goes by, and you're like, "Oh, there's other oh, flights ready." You know, it's delayed, and now, you know, because people, man, what well, you know, it's delayed, and then I'm like, "Man, let's turn on the app game, It'll alleviate all the stress." It's funny. We're gonna bring this a little bit full circle because yeah. I'm still playing Clash Royale. Yeah. Um, their next update, the community has taken to calling it the update for losers. <gasps> what? Yeah, they announce it like. A month ago, give or take, and literally the community, the day it's released, Amon, they call it the update for losers. You can't come back from that. Really? They'd be, they'd be a toxic? Yeah. 
like is it the game being toxic or was it the community around it some people in within it they they don't the they didn't like the direction the developers were taking i think they're adding another level on top and they're making it less free to play friendly uh right yeah and and kind of not even adding anything to the end game for those upper level players really so it's a bad mix of that so basically they're giving out participation trophies and yeah nobody wants that reddit went off and twitter went reddit reddit gets real like when it gets to reddit gosh that's that's potentially cancellation of the of the drop let's see here I'm yeah, right now I think I was it says here I'm like on a 21 is my rank. I don't know where that is now. <laughs> <laughs> Clash Royale. Yeah. Hey man, like because like I said, the fans we said the fans are tough. It's like comic book fans, it's like movie fans or TV mm-hmm. show fans. Like if you say something bad about friends, you're gonna have problems. Uh-huh. Straight <laughs> it up. was a show I never watched, but a lot of people I know watch friends, my wife included. And so when I've, you know, be like, what are we, what are we watching? You know, I'm like, she's like, what? You don't know this? I'm like, I said I heard about it, but I never, I never watched it. Every now and then, I would catch Seinfeld every blue moon. Okay. You know, but I'm a movie, I'm more of a movie guy, especially mm-hmm. with the apps coming out now, where it's not no what we remember, and you may remember as a kid, it was appointment television. So basically, you know, it was a show okay. comes on Monday every Monday night at 7 p.m. Or like Monday Night Football. Mm-hmm. Well, Monday Night Football is appointment. And now it's not really because you could watch it back, play it back, DVR it, whatever. But back, I'll say more in the ni- early 90s and 80s. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember that Thursday night was Cosby night. That was the Cosby show. Um, right after that, eventually was Different World. Um, before that, and then Saturday morning cartoons. You wake up by 8 o'clock. You could catch Smurfs. You could catch Scooby-Doo. You could mm-hmm. catch snor- uh, Snorkels, which is a... The, the water, the mermaid version of Snur- Smurfs, and then either G.I. Joe or Transformers. Mm-hmm. All set at, you know, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, boom, 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 all the way up. So, yeah, it was just, that was it was back in the day. Now, you got these apps where you can say, oh, I'm going to watch Mandalorian right now, then I'm going to watch um, the A-Team <laughs> when I want to watch, you know. So, yeah, it's a lot, it's a lot different these days. Uh, Mom, we've had you on now twice in one week. Spring game coverage. You were yeah. out there, Tipsy Tina's. We had you here for your show. It's been awesome. Last, last thing, little carrot to dangle. Any Ooh. plans to take your team to E3 or PAX? At any yes. Point? When if E3, well, not if, when they come back, mm-hmm. back online. Yes, PAX. I'm already in talks. I got a contact right before I left. I met a, I met one of the E3 organizers, and he. I told him, look, I just got hired at University of Nebraska. I'm watching the program in the fall. I'm teaching now in the spring. And he was just like, what? He's like, man, I used to draft you on my fantasy football. I hear that all the time. I love it. <laughs> I love it when I hear it. But to say, look, I got a program that I'm in the College of Journalism and Mass Communication. So I got kids that are going for majors that they want to be at stuff like this. They want to produce content, mm-hmm. you know, especially if it's video game content. Some of them in the club, you know, in my varsity team and the club team will be competing in this. And so, if they obviously can't be the gamer, they want to be behind the scenes, running the cameras, running the boom, running the audio and the video, whatever, you know, what? because they were doing smash tournaments every day on every hour on the hour, Mario Kart, every hour on the hour. And it was on the big screen, big camera and all that stuff. So, yeah. So, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Kids out so there, that, stay tuned. That is on the list. Yes, that's awesome. He's the Husker legend, NFL legend, Amon Green. Twice in one week. It's been a pleasure, my man. Take care. We'll do it again next week. You too, Austin. Thank you.
Uh, ticket weeknights continue next. We've got Cedars in here. We'll do that in just a sec. For Mon, I'm Austin. Ticket weeknights rolls your way in just a sec.